Hello, welcome to Tigers, Tigers, blah, 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 um, episode seven. Um, doing well, yeah. Um, Luke Flanagan is me, <laughs> and yeah, I'm Luke Flanagan, and co-host is Rich Walker. He's here as well. I am. I'm here. He's here. Hello. Hello. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, following on from Craig Fagan, last episode, we have uh, Caleb Fallen today. So, again, me and Rich, very excited. Um, another promotion hero. Another promotion hero. So... Obviously, loads of questions to ask him. Um, so, without further ado, we'll welcome Caleb Furlan. Now then, uh, Caleb, hello. Hello. Hi, Caleb. How are we doing? Can we hear? Can we yeah, hear? we're all good. Um, so, I'm Luke, uh, by the way, and then uh, Rich is my co host. You can hear us. Now well. then. How are you doing, guys? You're good? Good yeah, mate, how are you? Man. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm just um, just in the park at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're all right with uh, with questions being thrown at you, I'll pass over to Rich and he can start us off. Yeah, yeah, hit me with them. Hit me. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna I'll hit you. My best. We're gonna hit you, mate. We've got some uh, intense. Have you got some? Uh, Have yeah. you? Been 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 researching like last couple of days. Like, no, we going... take this seriously, mate. Really? Yeah, really go, yeah. Go, going I back. I don't through... know. I don't know. Is it gonna be? I bet you. I don't know. Let's see. We'll see what you've got. Because <laughs> I always get the same questions. So I'm do sure. you? Oh, we'll have to yeah, see. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to see I'll how we compare to other people. Oh, we get the same stuff. So. <laughs> I mean, first thing I wanted to kick off with, um, obviously, like you're a history maker in terms of, you know, your whole City career, first million pound player, scored the first winner in the Premier League. But your City career started off quite a long time before that, didn't it? Um, with a loan move from Leeds. Yes, yes. And you've only played one game. So, you know, you're a young lad trying to find your way in the game. I was just interested in what that move was like for you and, and what the experience of being a young a young kid away from home and trying to establish yourself in, in in the game, really. What's that like? It was interesting because prior to that loan move, I'd actually been on loan at Ruston and Diamonds. And, you know, being at Leeds United and the age I was, it was quite a new thing of a player from my kind of youth team going on loan. I think I was like the first one to go on loan. So it was quite a new thing at the time. Mm. Um, so it's a bit daunting for me at that moment. <laughs> but it was that age I kind of realised that it wasn't... I mean, I was always in my head, I was thinking, I don't... It's not going to be at Leeds United. See, I was one of those kind of youth players. Whether the other players were more, I guess, you know, biding their time or at Leeds United, you know, maybe one day... I'll make it at least. But I was always thinking beyond that. You always felt like you were, um, you were, your future was away from Leeds. Yeah, I was just kind of more of a realist, you know. I was, wasn't kind of, never had my head in the clouds kind of thing. Um, so uh, going to Tristan and Diamonds was a massive, massive learning experience for myself. Um, it was amazing in terms of just the learning and the teaching and just the experience of playing league football and just being around, you know, league football itself. Um, but it kind of was, you know, mentally took its toll as the time I was there. I was, you know, it was a bit of a whirlwind experience. Um, so on my return back to Leeds, I was then found myself, um, there's a few other options to go on loan and one being Hull. And 
Um, I don't know if I was ready at the time to go straight away because I'd just come back from my previous experience. So it just all happened a bit too quick and I just felt like I wasn't really ready, to be honest, but I ended up just going along with it anyway. Um, but having said that, again, it was another learning experience, though. So it was... It was nothing of regret. It was more so I took some massive um, learnings from that time. I, I remember a lot of the guys, Rodney Rowe in particular. Um, we had we had Rodney on a few weeks ago. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah Rodney was, was good, Rodney was really really keen to share with us and wants to come back and do another one. He was proper up for it. Um, but yeah, he, is, he was. Yeah, he, um... he was. He had, he joined. I think. What was it? Early. It was New Year's. New Year's Eve. I think. So he'll have been there when you were. Yeah, season before like, you came in. Yeah. So he was talking about um, his experiences and stuff. But obviously, it'd be. He was. He was in his career then, and, and you were much younger. Well, you were was... a young player, weren't you? So. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, Rodney Road, Huddersfield, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. he's, yeah. He's from Huddersfield. See, yeah, he still lives around the area, I think. So I remember him. I remember watching him when I was young. You see, because my dad was a Huddersfield season ticket holder, right? So I used to go like to see Huddersfield games, like when I was a kid, like every week. Because he, yeah, and, he did uh, his YTS there. He was telling us about some of the experiences with with some of the. Uh, some of the, the other YTS coaches that he had and, and trying to, you know, sharpen up and make sure that he's actually going to make it as a footballer. You know, that sort of thing. It's quite interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I just found um, when, at my time, I was only a young lad at home, but he was, you know, as a senior player, he was just like, he had that welcoming kind of energy and he just kind of, you know, as, as a young lad, you kind of just, you're seeking like help and yeah. You, you know, someone like me, I'm trying to like learn and grow. You know, I'm not someone who's just, you know, unappreciative of those things. So I was always aware of certain people. And... It'd have been a big contrast, yeah, I, I would have thought, when when you did your loan move, would have been at um, Boothry Park. Boothry Park, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so then when you come like six years later on and you sign for us permanently as our record signing, it'll have been a, a very different experience <laughs> tipping up at the KC, wouldn't it? Oh, it's great. I'm actually like quite, I'm so grateful I had the chance to play at Goofy Park because I'm one of those guys, I like the old um, vintage stadiums and, you know, like those times. With all the, and that, that, that pitch was a dream, as, the pitch was a dream for you as well, wasn't oh, it? Oh, the pitch was unbelievable, yeah. But I'm just, I used to love kind of those throwback stadiums, like, and we just don't really have many of them left yeah, anymore. Separate so stands was... as well, because obviously South Stand yeah. and, uh, and, and some of the, the others weren't necessarily linked together. Like it was uh, West Stand wasn't linked, was it? And then you had yeah, kind of yeah. the open terraces at the at the end where the away fans usually would be. Yeah, it was packed as well. I remember it being packed. Um, just had that real kind of league feel. I was, you know, it was quite of an eye opener for me at that time. Mm. Um, it was, um, yeah, it was cool. I remember, yeah, like uh, D- Laurie Duffield, uh, Gary Alexander. Yeah. They used to bang every week. They were just banging goals for fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had, we had like, Laurie wow. on as well. He was our first ex-player that we had on. We had Laurie on. Yeah, I remember though. I remember him and Gary Alexander. They were awesome. Yeah. Like, in terms of the scoring, I was like, wow, okay. And I remember <laughs> um, uh, Theo Whitmore and Goodison. Yeah. I remember those two guys. What was Theo uh, like to play with? Oh my god, this guy was unbelievable. <laughs> Honestly, uh, uh, he was a talent, mate. 
Everyone always says about him, like, if people think he should have played higher and are amazed that he never did. Yeah, I mean, I was a young lad and I, I was used to, I was coming from Leeds United, so I've been training with all these, you know, big players at Leeds United. Mm. And I remember being at Hull and he was someone that I could have seen. He just reminded me of being at Leeds United, if you know what I mean, if that makes sense. It's like a, it's player, like a, a, a top class player who would just fit. Yeah, yeah, just like in training and stuff, like his abilities. I was like, Ooh, okay, this guy's. <laughs> this guy's got a bit. He's got, yeah, he's got something. He's got, I'm like, he's just, his passes. I was like, Oh shit, I've got a, oh, excuse me. No, you're okay. You're yeah, fine. Right. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. So he used to always think, like, Oh, he, he can find me, he can find me. But, um, no, he was someone definitely caught my eye back then. But I remember my time there pretty, pretty well. It was a short time, but I remember. Was he just that you were a month learn, were you? Was you a month learn? I think it was. I think it ended up being a month. Yeah, it might have been three, but as I said, it all came a bit soon. I wasn't really ready to go there at the time. I just think I just wanted to get back to Leeds and just get back in my routine again. Yeah, it's, it, it, being out of your comfort zone, I guess, is something that as a young player you need to kind of toughen yourself up yeah. with as well. And that would have fulfilled it, wouldn't it? Like going down the leagues and playing with different different style of players and, and then trying to learn from that and take it back to where you were at Leeds. It would have done your performance and your development a whole lot of good, I would have imagined. Oh, massively. I, I, I think it's only just because I, I just come, finished a, a loan prior to the whole one. Mm. So, yeah, I was just I just wanted to just settle just a little bit before kind of assessing what was next. But just came a bit too soon. But um, like I said, I still took my learnings from that. And I, I do remember like my time there very well. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you made that move. If we fast forward kind of like six or seven years down the line, you're at Wigan, you're a more established player. And and it's a, it's it was a time of a lot of change for City. We were sort of moving from being a team that avoided relegation the year before. Obviously, Paul Duffin had come in and, and taken the club over with Russell Bartlett. So there was some money about the place. Mm-hmm. And they come looking at you. Um, and, and the fee ended up being the first million pound fee that City paid out. Obviously, you played against us, I think, a few days before for Wigan in the Cup. So how did that move come about? And, and what was it about City that you sort of thought, OK, this is the move for me. I can drop down a division here and, and, and I'll have a bit of this. You know what's so funny about the whole thing? Again, it was a situation where it just felt it just came too soon in a way because... I know it sounds crazy, but prior to that, I, I just got a move to Wigan from Chesterfield. Mm. It was like a big thing for me, big step. And I was only just kind of just settling in at Wigan. I'd just come to the back end of the season before. Uh, we stayed up in the Premier League and it was, you know, it was... The next season was my first, my fresh start, so to speak. So mm. I was kind of just getting my feet wet really I was trying to just trying to adapt to a whole new environment in the Premier League and then obviously with um, Paul Jewell resigning and mm-hmm. things changing it, it, it just you know I was learning in football how things can change really quickly in terms of you know managers and uh, you know it, they, they've got to look after they've got 
the different vision or they've got to, if they see things a different way, they've got to look out for themselves. Yeah, we've heard this from a few players. I think they've kind of said basically yeah. that, you know, if you, they come in and even they never know it's never personal, but sometimes they just don't fancy it. And you know, if you're being realistic, you're like, I need to go somewhere else because otherwise I'm just going to end up on the bench or it, under with the under 23s or reserves as it would have been then. And you need to kind of make a move to like, make sure your career keeps going, don't you, really? It's true, yeah. And, and to be fair to Wigan, um, Chris Hutchins, who took over at the time, yeah, I remember, I mean, we had a conversation and he, he was fair to me and he said, listen, you know, I don't want really want you to go. I'd rather have you here, but, you know, I can't promise you that you'll play. Yeah, like, but you appreciate the real, the, you know, the honesty. Yeah, that, I, I really appreciated that. That's what I kind of, I'm, all, I'm always, that's the kind of person I am, you know, face value. Yeah. So I really kind of appreciated that, and as much as I had a, you know, several years on my contract there, still it was it kind of just dawned on me, and I didn't even expect to be a starter for Wigan at that time, of course, either. Um, but it just allowed me to be more open to other opportunities, so to speak. I was a bit more comfortable in just listening and. Uh, seeing what was out there and obviously with the whole thing that came about I was really indecisive I wasn't sure at all until I met with Phil Brown and I physically went to go meet with Phil Brown and I really liked him (laughs) (laughs) I just really liked the guy like he was just like a breath of fresh air um in terms of the places I was prior, the managers that I had, he was just very different. He was just very laid back. He was, you know, really calm. And it just felt like a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I kind of just didn't feel as tense anymore. I kind of just felt relaxed. and It just felt right, I suppose, did it? It felt right, yeah. And I was just really, really up for it, I guess. It was... I guess I was like, I said to myself, okay, here we go again then. It's like another, <laughs> another, move. another move. Yeah, but I wasn't really thinking about the, the, the drop in the leagues either. It wasn't even a mindset. I was just more thinking about how I felt within myself, what felt comfortable, what mm. felt right. That was kind of like my first trail of thought. Was it right for you first off and then sort of that came secondary? Yeah, because like I said, I, I was really indecisive prior to meeting Phil Brown. Like I, I wasn't sure whether I was going to stay at Wigan. I just got there or go elsewhere and just meeting with uh, Phil Brown. I was in that moment. I just felt right, yeah, and I felt good good about it. So, but don't know I if you felt as, you didn't know if yeah. you felt as good in your uh, in your in your debut because it didn't go too well at Blackpool, did it? Because you got taken to hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't um, <laughs> that wasn't in the script. But... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's quite funny man, when I look back at that. Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. at the big, time. Big, but... big no. debut live live on TV. Wait, what was the score in that lost game? Lost two one. We lost. I think Ben Burgess scored that... for Blackpool, if I remember right. Yeah, but Ashby scored for us, didn't he? He did, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I remember like stepping over. I remember like dummying it for him. Yeah. 
I don't know if you remember. I was like, oh, I do, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. I was trying to say, I was trying to find any positive that I could. Like, at least I got the assist <laughs> for, for Ash, even if I am in Austin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. At least I was like involved in one of the goals, but um, yeah, what a nightmare that was. But you know, <laughs> football, man. <laughs> it happen. happens, I suppose. Yeah, I know it happens. I was like, oh god. <laughs> Did you know? Um... Did you know anything about JJ Okocha coming in at that time? Because he was in the stands to watch that game. I knew nothing about it, no. Um, at the time, I don't remember knowing anything about it until I think after that. But I don't I don't remember knowing prior to that. Right. So it was never discussed um, with you, like, prior, you know, we've got plans to bring, to bring him um, in. I just wondered if it might be a selling, you know, maybe, like a selling maybe point for a young actually, man. Maybe, maybe. I think there was a few names floating about. Yeah. Other than his, I think. I think uh, Phil Brown mentioned a few players and. Yeah, because we had Janino in talks and stuff like that. It was. It uh, yeah, was like I remember a, a few thing. names, but it was all a bit of a blur at the same time. If you know what I mean. Oh, so you've been trying to take him in, speaking you? of, and you were yeah, yeah. Said to you, but I bet that was an yeah. experience playing with JJ. Yeah, that was crazy as well. Yeah, JJ, gotcha. To be fair, you know who, um, going back to Whitmore, he kind of reminded me of JJ in a way. Mm. Yes, yeah. yeah. Honestly, like, uh, that's exactly what I kind of thought initially. I was like, oh, the same sort of aura and talent yeah. and just... Yeah, it's that kind of calmness on the ball in training. Um, but yeah, that was amazing as well to, to get the chance to... Oh, somebody, it's just making me think of some of the training sessions with JJ. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a legend. I remember Absolutely him legend. undressing Alex Bruce in, in a game against Ipswich. He took him one way and then he flipped him back the other. And it's, oh, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we know from watching Alex Bruce for a few years here that, he, you know, he's not necessarily an easy defender to do. Um, yeah, so when he did him yeah, twice in quick succession. Yeah, he... just like effortlessly. Yeah, completely. Ended him twice, one way or the other. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> there was those moments in training though where you, we honestly we'd just be laughing, like <laughs> literally stood there laughing. Some of the stuff you do, you just couldn't help but just laugh. Like some some of those um, videos you see of uh, Ronaldinho, you know, when the ball's just booted high in the air and he kills it with one touch and then just flip flaps it through someone's legs. Is it that sort of stuff that yeah, you kept trying to do? That sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh man, just <laughs> and he just always have a smile on his face, like you know, just laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he could be. Angry, I think he I was think. just at that. Yeah, I think he was just at that stage in his career where I mean, what can you? Tell JJ Okocha at that point <laughs> in his career, you know, I think, all, that, yeah. I think that went for anyone, gaffer or no, you know, he was just, we just had to accept him as he is. Yeah. And there's not really much <laughs> you could tell him or say to him, you know, he'd probably just, just laugh at anything, him, I guess. anything you said, he'd probably just exactly. laugh Exactly, yeah, 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 I know, I know. He'd just say, yeah, man, that's um, fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but wow, what a guy though. Because um, yeah, you had a you had a few more uh, injuries as well, didn't you? That first season, it must have been a bit of a frustrating time at first. Yeah, I had a few little niggles. Your, an- your ankle was the main one, I think, wasn't it? I can't remember what it, what injuries exactly. It's, it's kind of a blur, a lot of my injuries. But um, I, yeah, I remember just a few few niggles. It's a bit of a stop start. Bad time. Yeah, yeah. To the to the time at home. Exactly, and it's 
yeah, you never really want that, you know, you just want to get going. But I used to just say to myself, be patient with myself more than anything. Is you know, it's out of my control. There's not much I can do. So yeah. I think um, at the same time, though, I think that allowed me just to settle in in a, in a different way, yeah. just in terms of being around the lads and taking things in. The pressure uh, of the game's removed and, and you can sort of focus on how you stand in the squad as such, you know? Yeah, yeah, just kind of... Because I'm big on just, like, adapting to your surroundings and new people. I'm big on, you know, people's energies and just, like, uh, just being around new people in general. So it was good just to have that time to absorb that and kind of naturally um, yeah. so, allow that to grow, you know? I mean, that, that links quite nicely with what I was going to ask you next because by the time you were sort of able to get a run of games and, you know, in a position where you could find yourself in the team of course Fraser Campbell had come in and um, you say about the energy that you like to play off on other players yourself Fraser and, and Dino seem to have this amazing chemistry between you as, as a three even though you yeah. very rarely played as a three could you yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that for us a little bit um, yeah Fraser coming in I didn't know much about Fraser but he was just a good energy, you know, a good lad. And I kind of warmed to Fraser like straight away. And obviously Dean Windass, um, you know, that kind of experience, it's always a blessing to have someone like that in your team anyway. And I don't know, I just think we had, if you look at all three of us, I think just the dynamics are just so different, like each of us individually. Mm. Um, We just brought something different. So we just had, a different dynamic dynamic and I don't know it was just an organic thing it just kind of worked as it worked you know um, yeah I mean I used to love playing with both Dino and Fraser not together as a three but like um, individually as a two mm. yeah because it, it didn't matter who seemed to get picked between the three you of you it was always two we always but the two were always effective yes yes we all um Especially with Dino, it was, he just kind of knew. I was a runner, so. Well, Dino knew... appreciated that because it mean the you didn't have to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was a runner, you see. I, so it was, he was always kind of uh, aware of my runs and the space that I like to yeah. go in. So. You know, Dino, with his experience, you know, he can kind of adapt yeah, to those He knew where you were all the time, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, with yeah. Fraser coming from um, United, it was like it, the young kid, if, if Dino could play two games a week, could he? You can play two lots of 90 minutes. So you right, so right, need, yeah. you know, the, the legs. You Obviously, you were a worker and, and a runner, but Fraser could do that as well. So you had... Fraser as well, exactly. Yeah. And there was times when me and Fraser played together and it was just pure energy because we both kind uh, of a defensive were able to do Yeah, we just had the energy. We we just wanted to just work and work and work. I remember one time against might have been Wolves at home. I remember um, you know, we was in training like the guy used to work on pressing from the top. Yeah. So I've been, you know, the forwards and then, you know, midfielders. I remember one time against Wolves, it went to the, I think it went from the left back to the centre half to the right back and both me and Fraser were just closing down, <laughs> like, together, the left back, the centre halves, all the way to the right back. Unbelievable. I remember looking and seeing, I think it was Mick McCarthy, might have been the manager. 
Um, I remember looking and it, I just remember looking at the manager's face and like, oh God. Yeah, I could see it in his eyes. I remember I remember the look. It was, he, he knew he was in for it. That's definitely something we, I think, City fans love that. You know, the, the high press and the energy and the determination to win the ball. And that's probably, you know, that's why City fans kind of reacted so well to that, I think. I mean, Richard yeah, probably backed yeah. me up on that, but... Yeah, I think yeah. so. Definitely, it's one of the reasons why I, you know, enjoyed watching Fraser and yourself. And like, was, I love that kind of thing. Just that determination, the desire—not just to win the ball back—and it's not just aimless running, but that application and all of that. I think it's a very Hull City trait, and I think the crowd does respond yeah. to it very Rick well. Adam, definitely, yeah. and we we did work um, a lot on that. The emphasis a lot of the time was to press from the top and you know, with purpose and, you know, also for, for the, for myself anyway, um, I know the start of a game, it used to, it used to be something that would get me really kind of in tune with a game. If I could just start the game like that, if I could just get out there and make a block or just, yeah. you know, kind of clap get, someone in a way. It would, straight away. Yeah. That would really kind of get me connected like instantly to the game. Um, so I always used to try and, I used to love to try and start games that way. All 100% the time. right away, steaming in and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, we're all back. All right. All right. Um, I was going to ask you about a specific game. I don't know if you remember it well. Um, you probably do, because I think Rich has some other games he wants to ask you about. And I think you as West Brom game, weren't you, Rich? I think many, ga- many games over the course of this season, I remember Caleb scoring big goals, so I've got a lot yeah. of questions. <laughs> but what, I what probably can't ones... remember most of them. To be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the ones I remember really well was where both sides ended with nine men in the Burnley game in March 2008. I don't know if you remember that one. You got sent off, Did but there were also three uh, other players I got sent, off. got sent off. Yeah. Oh, see what I mean? See how that's blurry to me. You see, I can't, I can't fully remember it. We won, we won two nil at home, but both sides ended with nine men. I vaguely do remember that, but two two Burnley really players remember. got yellow second yellows, but you got sent off. I can't. JJ remember. got sent off. That was JJ. JJ, JJ, got, JJ. Ah, what JJ did I get sent off, off for? Uh, lashing out, I think. So I think you got a three-game ban when I looked at my notes. <laughs> oh, God, maybe. Because I remember we did the watch-along and Fagan was telling me about a red card I got and I was like... Yeah, we, we briefly and talked I was about like, that with Craig because that was you watched along the game where it was he full must of have been on the first game. Yeah, he must have been on about that one because I, all I could remember was the Liverpool one, but he must have been on about this one you're on about. I couldn't when, when I I, remember it. When I found... Because I, I found that that you'd got red carded but you weren't the only player to get red carded there was three others I went and looked at the article and it said that you both you and JJ got sent off for off the ball incident so I assumed it was shit I was from Burnley and you just uh, I think it was uh, I think it was probably I think, that... I think it was set up man I didn't do nothing <laughs> it wasn't me Mike Riley was the referee, so I'm, I'm willing to bet that he got both decisions wrong. No, um, fair enough, I reckon he could have because I can't really remember it to be honest so I don't know what I actually did when I when Normally I looked at this, you, you got sent off on seventy minutes. Then Caldwell got sent off for Burnley. Then Okocha got sent off five minutes later on seventy six. And then Good Johnson got sent off one minute later for for Burnley. So by eighty minutes, there was it was nine aside. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just remember feeling like I Mad- didn't 
do nothing if you know what I mean. Yeah, it was probably an injustice, but yeah, it, yeah, 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 hundred percent. Because I would remember if I actually did, because I remember like my Liverpool red card, like uh, everything yeah. about it. Yeah. So like those kind of things, you, you remember if you like actually did something. Yeah, and and then so you, you get sent off in that game. You suspended three, and then the one that you come back in is what is one that I wanted to talk about was the Colchester away game. Because that was oh, that was great fun for me. Like I I'd gone the year before when we'd lost five one, and then to go again on this night, it had obviously been rearranged from earlier in the season with some ridiculous thing with a pitch that you know. That so this is the one where I came on right and scored. Yes, and it's the one where having oh, read um, read. I've never Rich... told the story about this game, you know. Well, I've, I don't I've... think anybody knows, like. Well, we've got an exclusive for my celebration or anything. I've never told this story ever. Well, go for it because I mean that's what we want to hear. It was a great game. <laughs> this is where you were left on the bench, wasn't it? Yes. You're going to laugh at this. It's a funny story. I but... can't wait for this story. I'll be honest. Let's. Uh, should we get it out there? There's yeah, no go reason on. why not now. Is it's been years. So that was uh, Tuesday night, wasn't it? If it I was. Yeah. Remember. Yeah, it was. So the Saturday before, who did we play at home? Uh, Southampton. And we won, right? Absolutely battered him, yeah. One oh, five. Yeah, it should yeah. have been about ten, shouldn't it? Yeah. Right. Okay. So after that game in the changing room, you know, everyone in good spirits. Um, Duff and the chairman comes in, and you know, you know, we had a good result. He'd come in, he would just like go around to each of the lads and shake their hands and whatnot, just have a little chat. And he got round to me, and. Um, <laughs> Sounds so crazy when I say that. <laughs> he around to me and he asked me oh, what, what, what I was up to um, that night, Saturday night. You, are you out for a drink? Because he used to stay in Leeds. Um, and I remember saying, Yeah, yeah, I'll be, I might pop out for a drink. And he goes, Oh, cool. I might see you out. <laughs> and then um, before we left, the gaffer actually said to us, Right, everybody in tomorrow morning, have a cool down. We've got a game Tuesday, so, you know, no one go out tonight kind of thing. And I was like, ah, okay, cool. <laughs> and then me just thinking that I might be able to get away with just going out for a few drinks. <laughs> I went out that night um, just for a few drinks, of course. Not a mad one. And, uh, not a mad one. But I walked into the bar... And I saw bloody Phil Duffin there, right? <laughs> chairman at the bar. <laughs> Duffin's at the bar when you told not Duffin's to at the bar. And I'm like, we both looked at each other and I'm like, oh, how are you doing? You all right? <laughs> and his first words were, his first words were, are you not supposed to be in tomorrow? And I said to him, oh, um, yeah, I think the lads are in, but I, I, I'm not in tomorrow. I didn't know what to say, so I just said that. Just style it out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. and he was like, all right, cool. And he started just buying me drinks like all night, pretty much. So, uh, <laughs> so I had one too many, obviously, but, you know, I managed to get myself home at a reasonable hour. Mm. Now, the funny bit is, is the morning comes and you know, my phone's pinging and it's what I think is my answer phone. So I'm reaching over and I'm just snoozing it. And then for the third time I've done it, I've just woke up and realised it wasn't my alarm clock, it was my phone ringing. <laughs> and it was um, 
Uh, Brian Hall. Assistant <laughs> manager. <laughs> and I've answered it. And he's just like raging down the phone. And I've looked at the time and it's like just half ten. And I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. I've slept in and I've just realised and I'm like, oh God, this is just really, really bad. So I've slept in. He's hammered me on the phone. I've like, I didn't know what to say. I'm just like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've slept in. He's hammering me. You've gone out on you. You've gone out. You've effing gone out. I'm like, look, I'm sorry. I've gone out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's gone where you can answer to the gaffer later. I was like, and he hung up and I was like, oh God. So me there at home panicking. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to drive all the way in or what. So I remember ringing Maltby, the physio. He was normally, you know, he had the like inside info. Mm. So I'd ring him and I'd be asking him, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And he's kind of just giving me no like words of wisdom or anything. He's just kind of, oh, Carl, I don't know me. <laughs> he kind of just left me out to dry on that one. Um, so anyway, I've just kind of stayed at home and waited for my phone to ring. And uh, the gaffers rang me later on in the afternoon, um, laughing, basically. He was like, he was laughing, but he wasn't too angry but you know I think at that stage we both know that I messed up um so yeah he said you know I'll see you tomorrow and got in and obviously I wasn't in the starting lineup I was on the bench and um you know no <laughs> the gaffer and uh, especially the assistant he wasn't too happy with me but Anyway, he puts me on, doesn't he, like, towards the end. And <laughs> Dean Marnie's just played me through. <laughs> and I've just sprinted onto it, managed to score a goal. And first thing I could think of is just celebrating like that with my hands on my ear like I've gone to sleep. <laughs> and no one knew, apart from all the lads and everyone in the team, no one else probably knew what that meant That's at the cool. time. But it, that was what it was, because I slept in. So I was kind of yeah. just... I thought you meant that you put the game to bed. Like, that's exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone thought that. But no, it was like an inside joke. It was because <laughs> I slept in. Um, that was a story. And that kind of put everything to bed. So after that, like, everything was okay. Like They, they, did, they know, didn't hold anything the against you. No, no, no. As soon as the you good... did they fine you and stuff and then just get on with it. Yeah, I think I got fine and whatnot. Um, the good thing about Hull is... You know, you'd be treated. You know, you did. You stepped out of line. You get punished for it, and then you'd move on. Nothing would. Yeah, it's not be held against. Yeah, yeah. It was like a family kind of environment. You know, you stepped out of line. You got told off. You faced consequences, and then we just move on. And that's how it always was at home. I mean, if you're going to score big goals after a night on the pitch, you could go out every night, couldn't you? <laughs> I just thought that was the first time I've ever like publicly told that story. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I've got loads of stories, but well, we you know. we, we want to hear as many as you can tell us. To be fair, but do you know what? Do you know what? <laughs> I, I think I that's played. enough. I think this one's just enough for, yeah. for, for this evening. <laughs> <I think. laughs> the others, I don't know. I don't know when the others will come out. I'd like, you've, you've... I'd like to know if um, if if Duffin came in after you'd scored that goal at Colchester and said anything about the fact that it was him who was plastering you with drinks. I don't know. Actually, I can't remember. I don't know if. Any of that came to light, but because I'd have been straight away, I'd have been like, "Well, if you're gonna blame me, <laughs> fucking chairman over there was one that was buying." It. Yeah, 
the chances don't walk into the bar, Chairman's there. Like, I didn't know what to say, so I absolutely told the biggest lie ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm not into and, tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah, not into tomorrow. I had two drinks in my hand anyway. I was like, oh, <laughs> And um, I've already slept in, can you believe it? Normally, I'm the first one in as well. Like, I'd be always the first one in training. They must have knew something was up when you weren't first one in training. He's fucking gone out yeah. straight away. Yeah. I was like, damn, what have I done, man? That's not like me. Come on, be better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I was so glad I got that goal, though, because... Yeah, that shut everybody up, didn't it? <laughs> oh, mate, that was just like... Thank you, thank you. I needed that. <laughs> it just made everything right after that, you know. Like um, I remember Bry coming up to me after, just like looking at me like, "Oh, you go early that one, man." <laughs> <laughs> Don't make a habit of this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, "Yeah, it won't happen again." Promise. I mean, it must have worked for you anyway, because like it kicked off a great run of form for you. Like the next game, we went to Leicester and you scored a massive goal there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I think just the group of lads, I think in training, like, we had such chemistry, like, all the players as a team. Like, we all knew each other's strengths. We all just gelled in a certain way. So, we all was always confident with within each other, you know. We was always confident in... You could look at someone across the change room and be confident in every single player, like, each of us. So, you know, on the pitch, we, you know, I was always confident that, you know, we could create and do stuff. So it was just, I don't know, just the timing, I guess. It just worked out all right at that moment. But I was probably due like a little bit of luck anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you were, given the way the season has gone for you. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, if I think we've, we've probably skipped past like the West Brom game, but I wanted to talk about that as well. Like, I remember okay, yeah. that game so well because, I mean, we played them at home not long before and, I don't know how much you remember of it, but the home game, it was like, they were they had the edge because I think, you know, they were top of the league at the time and we sort of stood toe-to-toe with them and the, the away game came around quite quickly and it was like, yeah. we were starting to put the run together that saw us get to the playoffs. Yeah, I think that the home game was in January and then the return when we went to them was like the end of February, so it was only about six Yeah, weeks. it was, yeah. 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 So, yeah. And, and you score a massive goal again that day. Can can you talk to us about what that game was like? Because that was the one for me where it was like, whole city mean business. Mm. You know what? That, that game, you know when Fraser got the ball and he just put it in the top corner? Mm. Pinged it, yeah. The first game. The first I remember goal, the first goal. I remember just thinking, right at that moment, I remember thinking, you know what? I just felt, I could, I felt something. I don't know what it was, but I felt... I felt like we're going places at that moment. Honestly, like as soon as he just put it in the top corner, I was like, "Oh, you know what? Cool city, yeah." Mm. I, I just felt something good, like, and I wasn't even—I don't know if you—if you look back at that game and you just look at my reaction when the ball goes in, it's just like it's normal because Fraser would do that daily in training. Mm. Normal, he would do that daily. So, like, if you look back <laughs> at that goal, you look at my reaction. I'm just like, oh, just like started jogging towards him. Fraser doing Fraser things. Yeah, yeah. it was just like, because I'd see that every day. So it wasn't like a surprise to me. Mm. It was so bizarre. It just felt so normal. And in that moment, with it feeling so normal, I just thought, ooh, 
this is special. To, to you know, to feel like it was so normal. There was some um, just... the, recently. They've, obviously, you know, with, with lockdown and everything, Hull have been or the the Twitter account have been putting goals up. You know, goal of the day and, and all of that. And last week, that goal that you scored at West Brom was one of the ones that got you know put up by the club. And I just remember seeing like Rich. I presume you were there at that game, weren't you? Yeah, you can see me celebrating the goals like an idiot. I didn't know. Oh, I, really? all the I, I didn't know if it yeah. was, I didn't know if it was you. It looked like you. I didn't know if it was. But you can yeah. see everybody like rushing to what like the fans went absolutely mental, didn't they? That game. Oh, yeah. The fans were starting mental. to as well, weren't they? Yeah, that, I remember. That was the thing. Like your celebration afterwards, like you with a calm in the storm. You looked cool as a cucumber. Yeah, stood there. You know what like, it was? It's like towards the fans. It was quality that. Yeah, it's like you know when you're away, especially that stadium, and you've got your fans all kind of shut in one section. Yeah, it's almost like you could hear a pin drop all around behind you. Yeah. Apart from like you know your focus was just on your fans. All you could hear it was silent, other than whole fans at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like I remember just even I was a bit taken myself. I was as I turned looking towards the whole fans like whoa. It just felt like energy. I was just like, come on, give me that energy. Like, <laughs> you were you were feeding off that. Like, I had my hand up, I was like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. But I remember, yeah, I remember scoring us walking running over there and I just Remember seeing the joy in everyone. I just remember laughing. I think I was pointing at someone. Like, <laughs> I'm sure, I was just pointing at someone because everyone just looked so happy, man. I just couldn't believe it. It was the, the, when the camera cuts back to you. You're just gesturing towards somebody, as in like point them out. Like, not a problem. Yeah, just like, all the time, mate. Don't worry about it. Lifting, yeah. <laughs> lifting your hand up, almost like you know, this is big. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just the energy, man. I was like, "Come on!" I, I just remember just like raising my, my left hand up, like, "Yes, yes, yes." <laughs> and um, I remember even walking away after, just Fraser just calling me. I remember just waiting for him to come over, and he was just right. I remember I don't know what he said, but it was probably something stupid, like, "Yeah, that's right, that's right." You know, it was just something casual, like, <laughs> like it was nothing, like, "Yeah, that's right." Like you always used to do that for us. It's like, yeah, good. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was never, it was never, oh, get in there, come on. It was always just something, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was always that with him. What a guy. We all love Fraser Campbell. Well, we do on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. oh, without doubt. Yeah, we, 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 on the, one of the first episodes, we, I, I think it was the second episode, maybe we talked about favourite players, and, and he was up there with yours, wasn't he, Rich? And then, uh, He's one of my all time favourites. Yeah. Very close to oh, him. He was my guy, man. He was my guy. Him and Doyley, they were like my two. Because Fraser was my roommate, and Doyley was my roommate. But obviously, Doyley, like, didn't always come on the away trips. Yeah. Um, so it was like me and Fraser. Fraser was my roommate. I had a funny story about Doyle. I, I, meant, I mentioned this on the very first episode. I never got to it. Um, like Nathan Doyle currently is still with a club called East Hull that are in like the lowest um, rung of the uh, pro, the professional league, which is Northeast County. No, he's still on their roster. He's still playing. Yeah. Um, oh, which I call. I'm going to call him after this. <laughs> you make sure you do it. I've been trying to get him to listen to the podcast, and he's just like, "Yeah, oh, I don't I have Spotify. I can't do it." <laughs> like, you know what? I spoke to him last week, and he said to me, "You know what? We should have our own slot on the podcast." 
they should, they should get us on there just telling some right stories. Mate, I'd, I'll, have to, I'll have to message him as well because I'd love to get Doyle on. Doyle is amazing, honestly. Oh, mate, he's, you've he's got to get Doyle on, he's, please. The, the banter that Listen, he's got is, is ridiculous. I'm I'll telling you it, now, yeah. I'll tell you how it came about. This... Basically, I was playing like at an amateur level. My good mate, Josh Barnes, who is East Hall manager now, he went in after Dino because Dino was manager there. He was one of Dino's, like, you know, little stints in the game and then because he had so much to do with work he kind of stepped back and my mate josh went in and he got me in as oh. to do to do all the media and you know the, the press officer stuff um he got me in to do that so i kind of knew donny from there and josh was like just, tra- okay. just train with the squad because obviously i wasn't playing then and he was just like well just come down for fitness and train so i was like on a weekly basis, getting megged by Doily, and he was just ruining me <laughs> every single time. He'd just like do it and just go, Oh, you all right there, Flatters? You all right there? Don't, yeah. don't fucking cry, will you? Don't cry. And honestly, he's, the amount of people I just laughed it off, but the amount of people that he'd do that to and just absolutely destroy even now. But the yeah, thing, the thing is about him, he's like he's 33 or 34, he's not really old. It's ridiculous. He's still, like, know, he's, he still could be playing. I think he's just kind of he wants to spend a lot of time with his kids, I think. But he still lives, yeah, he still lives around, around the area of Hull. So. Yeah, he's still up Hallway. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone's just everyone's built different. You know, it's like um, not everyone has the same mindset, mm. and it's not even a bad thing. No, no, um, no. Just not everyone has that same mindset of playing. So that you know, they're like late thirties, and yeah, um, you know, we all reach a point where our heart kind of desires something else, or our heart kind of takes us somewhere else, and it's. I look at it as a blessing, not as a negative. You yeah. just got to follow your heart well, and just, you know, stay true to yourself. I'd definitely love to get you on again with, with Doily because I think some of the stories oh, you get, we, me and Richard just shut up and just I, let you two talk. I don't even know if we could get away with half our stories, <laughs> honestly. Like, me and Doily speak regular and we just, we always mention, like, it always starts with a story. Like, it always, like, oh, Doily, do you remember? <laughs> And he'll be like, oh, oh my God. And then he'll just remember. The thing is with him, he remembers every detail he has got a of good everything. memory, hasn't he? He'd always. When His he was memory's frightening. Like, sometimes I'll forget stuff and then it'll come to me later. But me and him, like, we, he'll just remember something and it'll make me remember something. We just kind of bounce off each other. Mm. But, oh, the stories, me and Dari. <laughs> that, that is a book. I'm telling you, that is a book <laughs> by it. itself. That is an absolute book. <laughs> um, was there? A, was, there was another game. I think you wanted to ask about Rich. When it, do you want to go and move on to the playoffs? Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. Playoffs. Awesome. Yeah, because you went. You went involved in the. Or you went in the starting eleven for either of the semi-finals or, or the final itself. In fact, where yeah, yeah. The Watford. Yeah. Yeah. So, like. We've gone from the Ipswich away game, last game of the season. There was an outside chance that we were going to get automatic promotion. But now you've got, like, your minds are focused on the playoffs. You've got three games to make history for City. Was that spoken about? I mean, what was the mood in the squad like in, in the build-up to those those two games against Watford? I just remember nothing feeling like a negative. It was always positive mindset. You know, even as you said, like it could have gone a different way. And now we found ourselves in the playoffs. It was always led by a positive. So the spirit was always at a high. It was never at a point of dip. 
the spirit was always a high. So our kind of mindset was, okay, we just got some more games to go kind of thing. It was was always like a natural kind of flow. You know, it's like a continuation almost of the form that we had. No, Matt, and it's just like yeah, a you, you must have all been enjoying you must have been enjoying your football at that time. So, you know, why we stop? Just, we were just, you know, we were just flowing, man. Like water. We were just like, we was on the vibe. We were just going with it. Um, I thought we, it was always going to be like, the finals are a different story. It was, I mean, you couldn't even write that. It was just, it's beautiful. It's the history and, you know, Dean scoring a goal. You can't write that, man. That is just that is just meant to be, you know. Mm. Yeah. But I just remember that, especially the Watford game. I've never felt so so comfortable. I mean, I know I wasn't like starting in the games, but I still. What I mean by the spirit and the team spirit, I still felt like I was a part of that game. I still felt like I was involved. I never once thought I wasn't a part of the team or not even involved. You know, I still felt like, yeah, I'm still. I'm playing here. I'm still with the team here. Like, and I that mean, was that energy within the, the camp. That and feeling is probably that, part scary. of what. Yeah, it must be, it, and, and it's probably what goes into making a, a team that challenges at the sharp end of the division. You know, that kind of spirit and the togetherness. When you've got lads who, you know, somewhere you may, you know, you want to play, you want to be on the pitch. And you may, sometimes you may feel like you should be, but when you're in that scenario and you've got the whole kind of majority of your army kind of just on, you know, on the same page, and that's just that's just um, a recipe for just beautiful things, you know. And it just always felt like that, and I don't know, we were just comfortable. We would just have belief. We would just. You know, then Watford games, even that Watford, uh, Watford away, just like, just flowed, man. I remember just watching yeah. the highlights of that uh, last week, actually. Yeah, the away game the was, was, uh, was, the whole of yeah. it showed, wasn't it, the other week? Yeah, yeah, I was watching bits of that and I was like, yeah, just look at this. <laughs> it, was, it was a great day. I went down for it with my dad and my brother. Yeah, um, sun was shining. That white yeah. kit was on. I was. I love that white kit. That white was, kit is a yeah. thing of beauty. It was just like perfect. I was like, oh no, the sun's out. They're gonna. It's dangerous for them today. Whole mm. city with that white kit and the sun out. Oh my god, <laughs> something's going on that day. I just felt sorry for them, honestly, because. Oof. So much of that day felt like it was. It was destined to be because. You know, you have the two Hull lads scoring the big goals. They have a goal disallowed. Boaz has an absolute blinder of a game. And John Eustace, their captain, gets sent off. It's like it's all yep. coming up City. You know, it's so funny. Like, that game just felt like it didn't feel like a playoff game. It felt like just a normal game to me. So another league game. Until the, it yeah. was the second leg, the, the leg at home. Oof, that's, that felt real. Mm. Yeah, that felt like it felt totally different. That first leg just felt like a normal like game. Yeah, that first. I mean, from a fan's point of view, it was like it was like a party the first leg, and then the second one, it was yeah. like we we were comfortable at two 0 going into it, but then of course Let's when go early on, yeah, Henderson, yeah, Henderson gets that early goal, it's like all right, business now. Yeah, yeah that felt that day felt that evening felt 
Ah, oh, man, I still think now, right? And I don't know, like, obviously you have your own opinion, but to me, the energy in that stadium, you know, in terms of the atmosphere, the fans, and the combination of the occasion and what was at stake, I've never, ever felt the KC like that, ever. Nope. Like that. Like, no. as a player on the pitch, I've never, ever felt it like that evening, ever. I mean, we, we have... I think it was our first or second episode we were talking about our favourite home games ever. And that is my favourite home game of all time, you know, and I've been going to City for a long time. Um, For that reason, it was was different with, like, a capital D. It was was just different. You know what? I've got a really, really deep story about that game, but I want, I want Doily, I want, I want to save it for when you speak to Doily, right? Because, you know, Doily came on and he got that kind of goal, yeah, yeah. Do- Doily turned. It, I think I said Doily turned into Rivaldo for those two legs of the, right. the playoffs. He was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> wait till Doily. Wait till he tells you the story around him coming on, scoring that goal, his celebration. Wait till he tells you that story. You won't believe it. I, I, I want to tell you about. I just want him to say it comes. It, it's more fitting coming right. from him. That, that okay. gives us more, it's more just, an excuse to get you back on with him, to be fair. So, I'll say it. It's just, you won't believe it. It's a thing of beauty. I'm telling you now. It's like, when you talk about things are meant to be, when you hear that story, you, you will not believe it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you won't believe it. I'll, so, tell us, if you can't tell us about Doily's goal, tell us about yours. Because I just remember you coming out onto Sam Ricketts' cross and you were you looked absolutely bloody massive getting on the end of that. It was Flying like, through the air with that. He is Caleb Fuller, yeah. I'd, yeah, what yeah, a false stop me. I just, <laughs> I knew as soon as Sam was in that position and he was about to clip it in, I knew where it was going. Like, it was only going to go one place and if no no defender was on me, it was always going to be a goal. Like, I knew that. The only thing was, that I thought, is the keeper going to come or is he not or is he going to, you yeah. know what I mean? The only yeah. thing I was thinking about, am I going to, like, clatter the keeper? <laughs> But the keeper was just, he was shook, wasn't he? He was just, he didn't know yeah, what to he's do. He's got in no man's land, wasn't he? And, uh, yeah, no man's land. And I thought, you know what? He's, I just sensed he wasn't kind of coming. And I was like, oh, it's all over. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, when he didn't charge for it, I was like, what is he doing? This is a goal, mate. <laughs> I, I knew it. You expected to get absolutely clattered and him take it, but he didn't even come out. And you're like, yeah, because if you kind of look, we kind of like the way I'm jumping, I'm kind of expecting him to rush out. I'm like, my arms are all over yeah. the place. Yeah, you sort of made it's, it's like you made yourself big. It was the most yeah, unconventional header. Because, you were, you, exactly, you were because thinking I'm thinking the keeper's going to come yeah. and clatter me. And he didn't. And I, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> bang, that the easiest header of my life. Like. <laughs> and I remember um, just running to the corner, like sliding down. And I didn't want to get up. I just wanted to lay there. And it just felt so nice just laying there. <laughs> and I remember the ref saying, get yourself up now, come on. <laughs> I think he like, threatened me with a card or something. He told me, like, I better get up. Otherwise, I would have just laid there for another at least 30 seconds to a minute. I was just, like, content. Just laying. Yeah, mate. It was just like, wow. I just remember all the lads piling up one after the other. I was like, oof, steady, steady. <laughs> right, we're back. So, we're back. Uh, I know you wanted to watch, uh, to, to ask about the um, 
playoff final first stretch and then go into the into the next season. So yeah, I, I'm just interested in your memories from the day, really, Caleb. Mm. The, the playoff final. You know, we've all got ours, but what what are yours? Of the day itself. Yeah. I just again, I remember it feeling just. It didn't feel like the pressure of a playoff final. That's for one. That's for sure. Um, I remember just all just at the hotel we was all very relaxed the night before, um, and I think that was key in our uh, routine as such. It was would never change. It was just always the same vibe, always the same energy. It was never kind of you know it was the same routine. We wouldn't kind of change anything. We just go about doing what we'd normally do the night before. Mm. Uh, we we just kind of treat it like a normal game, so to speak. Um, yeah, because Brownie didn't even have you walking around the pitch before the game, did he? To take the stadium in, it was like normal. No, we just we just had like a normal match day. That was kind of like our thing. Is just like we're not changing now. We're just gonna as we are, you know. Like we had no reason to change our mindsets or our approach. It was just all about you know, our togetherness and just being who we are. And, um, yeah, we didn't change anything, man. It, it, it didn't feel... I didn't feel the pressure of it, even though I wasn't starting. I, I sensed that amongst the, the group. Uh, I mean, we knew it was business, but, you know, we were still kind of just all comfortable and, you know, ready to just get the result. We just wanted to get the result. Um, uh, were, you an- were you anxious watching the game at all? Yeah, there was there was moments where I was <laughs> yeah. I can't lie. There were moments where where you really kind of especially watching almost as a substitute thinking that I'm gonna come on at some point and just kind of the responsibility felt huge just as a substitute watching and having to come on in that kind of scenario. I felt very um, conscious of every kind of play. Like every time, if I lost the ball, it was very kind of, it felt meaningful, you know? Like if I lose this ball, God, I'm going to get it. Like, (laughs) you know, everything just felt at that moment important. Um, But it was, there there were times watching... Um, especially towards the end, because they they did have a few chances as well. Yeah, and it was like, oh gosh. But like I said, I, uh, I don't know what to say, man. It was just one of those results where nothing could have changed that result. There's not nothing that could have changed it. It wasn't. It wasn't meant to be any other way than what it was, you know. Yeah, with Windus scoring the winner. And you know, one nil whole city. You're right. It did. It did feel destined at that it, point. It, I mean, look at the goal that he scored. Like that. Yeah, it's, it's not normal. That's not normal. <laughs> it's not I mean, a scruffy tapping. That's not normal. That did he? Um, um, did he try stuff like that all the time? Do you know, like volley, outrageous volleys from the edge of the area and stuff like that. Yeah, I think Dino was obviously he's always. You know, strikers like that, they're naturally gifted goal scorers. So they don't feel the pressure of striking a ball, if you know what I mean. They're, um, yeah. It's natural to them. They're confident in 
those elements of striking. I always look at it like that. Like I was never a natural goal scorer in that mental sense. Like someone like Dino or Fraser Campbell, that was like natural for them. Whereas it could just it's just it's a ball without trying. Yeah, like if a ball's coming over for a volley, someone like Dean Windass would already naturally be prepared. Like he would already know what he's doing. Whether someone like me, I'd probably overthink it more than someone like Dean would. Yeah. But that's the difference with, you know, we see natural goal scorers. They're just, they're gifted in that sense. So Mm. if you look at that goal, how effortless it looked, right? It looked like it was normal for him. Yeah. Really that's did. What, but that's it was, what, it was that's so, such at. a difficult was... technique, that though, wasn't it? Because oh, I mean, I... it was slightly back. And I can't even, I'm not even going to lie and say that I'd, I saw Dino do that every day in training because I'd be lying. Yeah. Like, right. That's why it comes, it's just, I don't know how, <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> I don't know how it happened. Like, I don't know where it came from. I don't know how. It was like, it's one of the hardest. It's one of the most difficult like goals I've ever seen, like live. Yeah, I, I still think it's the best goal that's ever been scored at the, the you know, the new Wembley or the oh, current Wembley. It has to be. It has to be. Just the way like he's had to adjust his body and the. Oh mate, I can't. You can't. I don't know. Unbelievable. Mm. Even thinking about it now, it gets me a bit like speechless. Yeah. yeah, well, I, I get the I get emotional thinking about that day because it was like the culmination of, you know, not just that season's hard work, but it was like a lot of years going up and down the road with City and, you know, seeing some awful stuff and seeing some great days. And that was, I mean, that was the day. It was, I, I mean, I've got goosebumps now thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I'm like, God, I'm just thinking about that goal. And it's like, wow. I, I just think when that went in... <sighs> I can't say like I knew we were going to win at that point, but I just thought, how, we, we must be going up. Like, how, <laughs> how, because how can you top that? I used to think, how can you top that goal? Like, yeah, the world just can't let that happen. The universe yeah, just wouldn't do yeah, yeah, yeah. work that way. And, and they had a few scrappy little chances, if you remember. Yeah. Yeah, they did. But yeah, it was very nervous moments. Very. But do you know what I mean? It's like, nah, we can't have that. That's how can you top that goal? It's like it's disrespectful, like is there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think the, just... only, the only time I felt safe that day, you know, once you won nil up, it's like, was when Wayne Brown jumped all over Boaz at the end of the game. Like yeah, and that was the only time it was like, right, yeah, that's it. The ball, yeah. <laughs> When was that? Right at the end? Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> Got it now. Right. You know the ball, yeah, the whistle across when the ball went I to me, do you know he, that? Uh, he grabbed it. On my chest, yeah, and I caught it and I just booted yeah, it, it on into the crowd. My legs went, yeah. I like, I never felt my body just collapse. Yeah, I was just like, oh God, you've done it. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, the... <laughs> what was the, um, what was the journey like? The, when you went back to Hull, and then obviously you had the whole bus top parades and stuff. What was that experience it was a like? Something else. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we had a party after, obviously, at the hotel. It was I had all my friends, family there. Everyone did. It was a beautiful time, man. 
after you know the celebrations were beautiful the mornings the morning was rough <laughs> <laughs> the morning was <laughs> rough jeez yeah it was like half of the team that you know some lads had already gone um it was drips drips and drabs in the morning did you all did you, did, um, did you get the bus back together to Hull or did you go your separate ways because family had come up and stuff? It was a bit. It was half right. and half. Right. It was yeah. Like um, I think the majority of us were on the coach, but at that point it was just you know do what you yeah. want kind of thing. Yeah. Who cares yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty much just just do what you want. Just get me home. I've got ideas. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I went back on the coach. I remember going back on the coach. Just wow, yeah. I just remember I was like half hungover and just half like in awe of everything. Still buzzing. Yeah, so we're buzzing. I was buzzing probably for the next yeah. week. I bet. Without a shadow, man. Like, and then we had the, the open top bus. Oh god, unbelievable! I mean, whole city centre that day was it was amazing. <laughs> I've never felt energy like it. It was it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I've never never seen nothing like it. Never felt nothing like it. Never experienced nothing like it. It was just like a one-off, man. It was just, oof. you know, when we got to the square and was all kind of, you just saw that swarm of fans. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was deep. That that was really really emotional, man. And they were all like chanting. I remember them chanting Fraser. What, what did you used to chant for Fraser? Um, Fraser, come Yeah, on. that's it, yeah. <laughs> Fraser, come on. I remember them just chanting that. And he was just there, wasn't he, with his little grin. You know what I mean? Just bit. like, he's grin. proper, just yeah. grinning like it was nothing. I was like, oh, God, Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> we were all desperate uh, for him to sign at that point. That's probably what it was, you know, absolutely. Oh, just trying oh, anything no. to get the kids to sign. Oh, you and me both, man. Like, God. Yeah, I know, I know. But that's football, isn't it? Yeah, you know it's, I, mean? I mean, it. you know, it, it wasn't meant to be at the time, but, you know, fortunately, we were privileged to see him come back a few years later and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same guy. Um, yeah, it was mad. Like, things changed quick after that. You know, we had a lot of a lot of new players came in. Yeah. And, um, and, and your, really your position in the squad sort of changed as well, didn't it? Because Marlon King comes in, Gio and Daniel Kuzan. Kuzan, and... yeah, loads of players. Just, um, But I kind of got it. You know, like I'd been in that situation many a times. At that point, I kind of seen it all kind of thing in a short space of time. Yeah. Just with kind of like my journey and, you know, my moves and the positions I was in prior. And um, nothing felt like a surprise. Um, I kind of understood it. It was big for Hull to be in the position there was. And in a sense, we had to do all we can to give ourselves the best chance of staying there. Like yeah. I got it, you know. Um, obviously, there was as a player. You think, you know, you know, we've got a good set of lads that have got you to this position, and you know, obviously, we felt a little overlooked, of course, because you know who wouldn't. But um, I didn't necessarily feel I wasn't part of the team, though. I still felt pretty much a part of the team, and. I mean, I, I started the first game of the season. Yeah, you were a massive part of the team for that God, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, so you know, I, I worked hard that that summer, and um, yeah, as I said, I mean, I started. Well, I didn't start the game, but I came yeah. on. Um, what was that feeling like to score that goal? Because that's another moment in history. You know, you've, you've proven yourself the man for the big occasion. Another moment. Yeah, that was another beautiful moment as well. Because the day was actually the uh, anniversary of my best friend that passed. Right. And um, each year, I kind of, you know, wear a black armband. And, you know, the game that falls on that weekend is normally kind of where well, I'd wear a band and represent him. And I couldn't believe I actually scored that game. We don't want to take up a little, like too much more of your time with everything. So if you if you're outside as well and stuff, and just trying to enjoy your night, you don't want to be talking into the night with us too. But yeah, it's just flown to be honest. Time just flown. Didn't even realise the time. Yeah, I, I just I want to um, just just want to make sure that we, we've covered everything, Rich. I think we've got we've got to the Premier League season, so the majority of the stuff we wanted to ask was basically like getting there and the, the signing and everything else, wasn't it? But Yeah, I think so. I mean, the only thing I'd like to ask, Caleb, just to sort of, and I don't like asking it in a, in a funny sort of a way because we've covered so many highs, but like, what was that Premier League season like for you? You know, because you weren't in the side a hell of a lot. And I just wondered from that high of scoring a winner against Fulham, how it felt then for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I wouldn't say it felt a low. It definitely wasn't a low. I mean, I've experienced lows and that definitely wasn't a low <laughs> point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Nah, I was still, I still felt very much. See, the thing is, is, you know, when, like kind of my journey as a player, I've always been a certain, played certain roles, so to speak. So I've always understood kind of, not necessarily my role, but roles of being a team player. And certain dynamics, I've always kind of understood. And, you know, obviously there's times where you may feel like you should be playing a particular game or whatnot, which is fine, you know. But I never still at that point felt like I wasn't a viable member of the team, so to speak. So mm. I always kind of felt like I was part of the team, even though I may not have featured as much as I would have liked. Um, it was sometimes a bit... You know, because I think at one point we had so many different strikers there, and then we had like Minucho coming yeah. in, and all yeah. these players, and I was like, "What's going on here?" I'm like, <laughs> "Like really? Like I could do twice what some of these players can do, if you know what I mean?" Yeah, we spoke about Minucho a little bit with with Craig. Yeah, uh... Fig, Figs didn't get on with him, did he, sir? Yeah, it was just strange signings. I thought I was like, oh, I didn't really understand a lot of these signings, to be honest. But so it was almost it was almost a little bit like um, throwing crap at the wall to see what sticks. Yeah, like Josie Altador and these guys. And I was it was like, the oh, second second on, season yeah. that because you went out on loan to Middlesbrough, didn't you? And then came yeah, back yeah. in the end, yeah. Because that that must have been a bit of a weird time because we stayed was, up. That was then... what I say was a low point because obviously me and the gaffer had a bit of a fallout, so that kind of resulted in me going on loan yeah um so that was kind of a down moment and it was hard to kind of to be fair when i came back we kind of made up and you know water under the bridge kind of thing but yeah it was always kind of a period what felt like a down for me yeah um but before that point it didn't necessarily feel like that it was always kind of a uh still felt like a positive you know just being a part of the team in general like because we just we, you just got to remember, like you know, we we got the team here, you know, like as a group. Yeah. And I'm still here, and I know a lot of the guys 
moved on at that point and we had a lot of new players there. But, you know, we would have found part of the foundation. I don't even like saying I was the foundation because I always look at who, like, they already set the foundation years before I got there. They'd already been getting promoted and, you know, they already established the foundation. So I was just kind of a, a part of the jigsaw, so to speak. Yeah. So I don't even like giving myself credit in that term. Like, I, I always the lads that were there before kind of was the foundation. I was kind of a, a, a little bit of a missing piece that came along. Yeah. I, think a, I think it was a very important piece though in a lot of games. We've proved tonight that you've had so many different key goals in different games, particularly in that run for that first promotion into the Premier. Yeah, man. It's like I'm very like proud of my time there, like of my journey mm-hmm. in life at that point. Um, it's still like the best part of my career and my football life, so to speak, are those times, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you seem to identify times. a lot with, with City, you know, you're very active on Twitter with, you know, yeah, City fans. Yeah, I just, I've just never felt connected in that way with any other clubs, you know what I mean? It's like, just as I said, the journey, like I've been in football, especially with Hull, um, mm. there's just a lot of connection there, even stemming back from me going alone there when I was a young lad and you know, being around Hull at that age. Um, you know, there's a lot of foundation, there's a lot of roots there. There's a lot of connects with, with myself and Hull. And being a Yorkshire lad as well, it's like, it just, you know, it just felt like home, Hull to me. I remember yeah. crying when I left Hull. Like, I just was crying. It was just emotional. Well, I, I actually thought you were going to kick on again, you know, when you came back from, from your loan and you didn't get back in the team until really... You know, unfortunately, Phil had been sacked, and then Ian Dowie's first Ian game. Ian Dowie, brilliant! Yeah, he was two, really good. Two goals, yeah. Two goals down at Portsmouth, and I, you know, I was down at the game, and I remember thinking, "Yes, he's back." He's like, I was so chuffed for you that day. It just felt like, you know, I thought he should have been in the team really, anyway. Mm. Yeah, like I, I was. Dowie was really, really good with me, to be honest. Like I think he um, he found he saw something in me, and um, I felt. I felt that from him and oh you know what football's like it can be like this one minute like that the other but yeah yeah in general I, I felt good with Dowie um in terms of me personally you know um it's different like overall managing the team but um you know on a he, personal level on he was a personal all right. level he was brilliant with me yeah absolutely brilliant um I think to be honest I think that's that's a great way to end um yeah, because yeah, we don't want to go too dark on the, the next no. season with the other manager. Cause that's no, so... but also oh. we want to set it up nicely <laughs> for when, when we do get older, Doily, and then you can come on again at some point because you've got yeah. the stories you can share. Got to get Doily on, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on it. I'll, you message him and I'll message I'm him. I'm going to message him, actually, well. yeah. I'll, I'll give him the heads up. But... I'll make sure I contact him at the same time. But um, listen, yeah, Caleb, it's, be it's, been, it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time massively. No, I appreciate it, man. It's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Good, I'm glad. It's great stuff. We have as well. And uh, hopefully there'll be another one in the pipeline soon. Yeah, no worries. I've got your number anyway, Luke. I've saved that. So just, yeah, yeah. give me a shout whenever. That's brilliant. I will do nice that. Um, thanks so much for, for being on. Um, and I'm sure we'll speak to you soon. Take care. Yeah, you too, guys. Appreciate Cheers, it. Cheers, Caleb. Take Thank it easy, mate. See you, Bye. Bye. Right, we just want to thank Caleb for his time. Um, I know me and Rich have enjoyed that immensely, haven't we?
Yeah, um, brilliant, brilliant chat. I love talking to him. Yeah, what a great guy. He's a great guy, and obviously, uh, he's he's mentioned Doily a few times. We'll we'll work on that. We'll try and make sure that we bring Furlan part two and get Doily in to tell about some of those stories that he was mentioning, but he won't give anything away about, which is a little bit of a tease there. Um, I'll tell you what, we'll just give them the, the details for the app. We won't yeah. log on, we'll let, them, we'll let them have it. Yeah. Guest host. Yeah, yeah, they can do their own. Yeah, We don't need to say anything, do we? All the, all the good stuff is going to come from them, to be and honest. Then, then the numbers will really take off. That's right. <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking of numbers, um, just a big quick thank you to everybody. Um, I'm sure Rich will echo this as well. Obviously, on on Twitter, we're at Tigers Blah, and then um, we're at Tigers Tigers Podcast on Facebook. But if you look at the Twitter and the Facebook link, there's a there's a link that's Linktree, and that's all our kind of links for different social medias is on kind of one hub, because I know we'd had a few queries about people, like, where do you find the link for the Apple Podcast or the Spotify and things like that. So it's all in one place, so that should be easy for people to find. But the amount of feedback we've had um, has been pretty mental on it rich really uh, yeah it's good to see we were, i mean you, you you run the twitter account for the for the podcast but i enjoy seeing that everybody's enjoying it yeah and, I mean, you know, get, there's, there's quite there's a few there's obviously listeners that you know they, they they'd listen every week i think we're just just to give you some insight on numbers we broke the 600 mark today 600 listens which is pretty mental for what five weeks we've been doing this is it um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't normally recommend that that many people listen to us too, but, you know. <laughs> Me neither, really, mate, to be fair. <laughs> it's just usually us two that like the sound of our own voices and nobody else wants to yeah. listen. But I think some of them like, you know, but, well, for example, we had Caleb today, so we'll we'll make sure when we do the episode, he's, he's at Furlan. Um, yeah. Make sure you follow him as well. Uh, he's good followers good for City fans. He is. He interacts with fans. He retweets goals. He gets involved. It's all good stuff. Um, so obviously make sure you follow Caleb as well um, and again it's at Tigers Blair on Twitter so make sure you get involved with there and Tigers Tigers Podcast on Facebook and then it's LinkedIn um, and loads of different other social medias as on the linked tree but the, obviously the the link is on the Twitter and the Facebook pages so uh, thank you for listening um, and I'm sure we'll be back soon with another um, city guest for you all. Um, don't want to give any too too many clues away, but um, we've got some Nathan Doyle. Nathan Doyle. Nathan Doyle. <laughs> we'll try and get Doyle in as soon as we can. Um, and then yeah, so make sure everybody uh, stays safe until we have any kind of um, change of the current situation. Um, and I'm sure we'll we'll speak to you soon. Um, so goodbye from both of us. Goodbye. Um, goodbye. And uh, I'm sure we'll speak to you again soon. Um, make sure you subscribe and take care.